Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Cavalry Audio. Hey, what's up, Joe? Look at you. What are you, like Lance Armstrong? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I got home. I get home from trips and I've been gone for so long (laughs) that all this stuff piles up in my office and (laughs) somebody sent me these glasses like I'm playing the outfield for the Diamondbacks. I I I don't know. I don't know why somebody sent me. They actually have different lenses. So I thought I would just, this will be the only time I wear them. So I I can send them to you. I'd be happy to send them to you. I'll take those, you know, because I, I mountain bike and I could use them. Are those Oakleys? No, they're, they're like a, hold on. Might as well give them a plug. I mean, you look, cause your hair is coming in really nicely. It looks like you have like a flat top. And these, I just got my hair cut. Yeah, and these crazy glasses. They're called one hundred percent. Oh yeah. Oh, those are those are. Oh my god, those hundreds. Yeah, those are. Um, I have a lot of their stuff. That's a mountain biking, uh, motocross company. Actually, why? Why would they? Well, okay. Well, why am I on their mailing list? Although it's it's it. uh, I don't know. It's got like an outfielder's. Uh, somebody. Well, I bet you maybe they're trying to break into you know team sports. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but this is a. Well, good, I'm your guy. I think I'm you need to. I that. think you need to think about a style change because this just brings on an entirely different personality here. If not, play a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Play a character yeah. like this. It's too good. You should be a coach. You look like you know. Like hey, Kyle. come on now. Yeah. Come on now, let's go. You're like Kyle Chandler in uh, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a, a de facto Ted Lasso. You uh, are. <laughs> where instead of Coach Beard, I'm going to go as Coach Hare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which looks fucking good, by the way, dude. I'm feeling your hair. I just got it, uh, I just got it freshly shorn and... Uh, and colored up after yeah. the World Series ended last night. I've got a football game tomorrow, which is the day this airs uh, or comes out in Indianapolis. The yeah. Jets and the Colts. Yeah, that's Hey-o! a snoozer. snoozer. Actually, no, I don't think so. I Because all of a sudden, this Jets. New, this new quarterback? Yeah, everybody's yeah. excited. I want to see how he plays. So yeah, he me too. Back up what he did. That's so, true. Actually, it couldn't have that that you know Sunday couldn't have come at a better or the Jets game couldn't have come at a better time after his last week's performance. So yeah. you're sort of like, oh, okay, there's interest there, I guess. Right. So there'll be interest there. Um, <clears throat> well, my whole fucking fantasy season just went up in flames because Derrick Henry got hurt. So I gotta f- figure this shit out, Joe. This is big time stuff going on. Well, I can't help you. My 
you would think somebody like me that does the NFL for a living would be good at fantasy football. Yeah. It's I'm horrible. My team has won one game. <laughs> and and every year it's so frustrating. Sometimes I think I know too much because yeah. I'm like, oh, I saw this guy at practice. You know, there's a guy that could, you know, yeah. He's a sleeper. Nobody's yeah. gonna think about having Alan Lazard as their, you know, main yeah. receiver. And then it just doesn't do Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. It's overthinking when you guys are in the booth or you guys who are in the mix of the NFL. I'm sure you all overthink it, overanalyze it. Yeah. So um, there's that. And then uh and then I've got uh Green Bay at Kansas City on Sunday, and mm-hmm. it just came out there and Rogers has COVID. Yeah. I know. I and know. as I'm walking amongst the unvaccinated. Who? Rogers. Oh, I know. Is he so, unva- is he do we know if he's vaccinated or not? I, that's the headline I read. That he is. And hey, if it's written, yeah. I'm going with it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can put anything in front of me. If it's been written, somebody typed it. It's real. I'm going with it. Yeah. It's real. It's got to be real. Somebody typed it. I, it's not like it's handwritten. If somebody typed it. It's real. On Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on it's real. Yeah. No. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I couldn't yeah, agree. So more. I'm I'm going with I'm gonna shout it from the mountaintops uh on Sunday. Um and actually actually that that to me, you know, provided Jordan Love is either A vaccinated or B hasn't been considered a close contact, and there's a joke in there somewhere that I don't know if the backup quarterback who was drafted last year in the first round would be a close contact to Aaron Rodgers these days. <laughs> right. Uh <laughs> he might be the furthest one away from yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, I'm anxious to see him play. Me too. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Me too. Yeah. So, and Kansas City looks weird oh, to me. They, what, ha- what happened? I, I don't understand. I mean, something. I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know. And, and you know, oh, here's now that I have my real glasses on. Yeah. It's uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is hawking these glasses. Oh. See, now he can pull it off. I mean, he looks good in him. I look insane. Yeah, he's hot. That's hot. He's hot? Yeah, that's hot. The guy's a stud. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so those are my two games this week, and then I can finally kind of breathe. So I got home last night at 2 in the morning, went to bed. Blake's crying every hour on the hour because he found out that I was home. And how did he find out? Because I went up there at 2 o'clock when I got home when he was crying and held him for a little while and then got up, made him breakfast today. Both of them took him to school, picking him up today. So I'm right back in. Yeah, you have no choice, dude. I get it. I get it. You know, you've been working your ass off. One sport down, one more to go. That's right. Um, World Series looked fun. I watched a little bit last night. But I actually had a question. You know, forget about the game for a second. You know, when you're in the booth with Smoltz and you guys are just super quiet letting the game go, you know, which is awesome. You know, you don't want to hear your guys' voices all the time. Are you just sitting there staring out of the field or are you like looking at each other and like giving hand signals? Are you just sort of, do you get out of your chair, maybe grab a drink? Or you just, what what do you do in those quiet moments? (laughs) I just walk away. I, uh, 
It's funny you say that because I, I was last night I was thinking because the crowd was going crazy and they're hoping to God the Astros get something going. And uh, I, so I like being quiet. You know, the the more games there are, the more intense it is, the less I talk. And I found myself sometimes like this, just with my my head in my hand, my chin mm-hmm. in my hand, just staring out like I'm, I'm supposed to be kind of talking right now. But <laughs> there's really nothing that I have or want to say. Yeah. And, and I like being quiet. And I like sometimes when the final out happens and the crowd goes nuts – uh, th- there's nothing that needs to be said. You know, I'm not doing radio. Yeah. And so if if Luis Garcia strikes out somebody to end the half inning and the crowd in Houston is going berserk, then I can just kind of, you know, I've set it all up. You've seen him strike the guy out. Everybody's walking off the field. You know that the half inning's over. I don't need to say anything. Does your mind, like, wander off so, like your kids and Michelle? and Or, or are you, like in the moment of the game. No, I'm I'm totally in it. I, I know. Mean, I know you're in it. You're professional and I can you can tell you're in it. But, you know, I mean, you've been doing this for 150,000 years. You know, it's it's like You know what I you know what I thought maybe I think it was game 5 in Atlanta when I was having one of those moments. I was like, you know, let's I hope this game goes well. So I feel good about it. And then I can go back. I was staying in the hotel uh, adjacent to the Braves ballpark, so it was it was a it was amazing. It was a three hundred yard walk from the booth to my room. Wow, great! And I was sitting there thinking, you know, this place is just so fun. The the ballpark so loud as it was in Houston. Both both home crowds made the it's so easy on me. Uh, to do the games because they just carry the noise. And I was thinking, you know, if this game goes well, I can walk back to my hotel room and I can get in my bed and I can open up my uh, iPad and I can watch the last episode of season two of Yellowstone. That was that was what was going through my mind. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, wait, uh, two and two, that's fouled off to the right. That's so funny. It's no, true. Yeah, that's true. That's that is as honest as I can be, and I was never out of it. But I was like, I really hope I feel good about myself at the end of this game, mm-hmm. so that I can go back. And and then I had a funny moment, and then I'll let you talk on our podcast. Uh, I'm good. You know, as we've talked many times, the home crowd, the 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 partisan fans, always think you're against yeah. them. Yeah, a billion times we talked about it. But I'm I'm packing my stuff up. Stadium's empty after game five. Atlanta lost nine to five, I think. And so the, the stadium started to thin out. Now in Atlanta, you have to walk the booth, you have to walk body to body to get to the elevator to get out of there with fans. Mm. I mean, it's packed wow. to get because we're up in the main concourse and it, it's it's a little unnerving. Because it wouldn't take much to to start like something, and I'm walking with Smoltz, who is one of the greatest Braves of all time. Yeah. And you know, all of a sudden, it starts going through the crowd that 
there's John Smoltz. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I wear a hat so I can get out of there. I can kind of put my head down and zip through the crowd and mm-hmm. get out of there. Mm-hmm. And it started to, you could hear the ripple of, it's John Smoltz. It's John Smoltz, John Smoltz, John Smoltz. And finally, it's like, Smoltzy, Smoltz, Smoltzy, sign my hat, sign my face, sign my... And then all of a sudden, you know, fuck you, Joe Buck. I'm like, great. And and I think somebody had an F you for Smoltz. Wow. And and I'm thinking, you know, that that is that is exactly like we talk about. Yeah. This guy won them a World Series in the mid-90s and 95. He's one of the greatest pitchers. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And there are fans there who think he's rooting against the Braves because he says something nice about yeah. the Astros. It's crazy. Time. And so they're telling him, F you. And I'm, I, it That's was unbelievable. Crazy. So I'm packing up after game five, and the stadium's basically empty. And it was like one of the few moments it wasn't loud. And some guy walks under. I see I stand up, and the fans are right below me. And two guys are walking, and the guy doesn't look up. But he goes, you suck, Joe Buck, as he's walking by in mm-hmm. front of the booth. Mm-hmm. And I said, you suck. <laughs> and then another guy's walking the other way. He goes, no, 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 don't do that, Joe. Don't do that, Joe. We love you. You're doing a hell of a job. You're doing a hell of a job. Don't take that bait. Don't take that bait. It was like <laughs> an angel from heaven on? was walking. I'm like, I, this guy's admonishing me for for telling the guy that he sucks after he goes, you suck, Joe Buck, but he wouldn't look up. Right. I want to go look up and say that. Yeah. You little asshole. <laughs> and and he's, but I'm like, you suck. And then he kind of turned around like, oh, God, he heard me. Yeah. And the other guy walking the other way is is going, no, 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 don't do it. You're doing a great job. We get it. Yeah. We get it. Just get the Braves a win. Yeah. Get the Braves a win. I'm like, okay, I get yeah. I will I'll try. I, sure. I got that. Sure. I got that from up here. <laughs> get the Braves a win. Does, but yeah, it's did Smoltz is Smoltz is Smoltz happy the Braves won? I know he's partial, you know, imp- he's got to be impartial, but in the booth. But I mean, come on. I guess. I mean, I think there's a you know why? Because the manager of the Atlanta Braves was one of his coaches. Mm-hmm. And then that I mean, the, the manager's 66 years old. This is not like the newfangled baseball of, mm-hmm. of getting like some dude out of college that's crunching numbers yeah. to be the manager. This yeah. is an old school guy. As the Astros, who's Dusty Baker's one of my favorite people yeah. of all time and was really good friends with my dad. It kills me that he didn't get a chance to win. Somebody, it was going to be a sad story either way. Yeah. But Brian Snitker, the Braves manager, is a direct link to Bobby Cox. Who's the longtime Braves manager? Who John has? He, Bobby Cox is yeah. is God yeah. to to John, and so for Snitker, I think he was really happy that this kind of lifer, the guy's been in the organization for forty five years, wow, and and he got a chance to manage, and here he is winning the whole thing. So I think that kind of stuff is yeah, what is what great. you root for, and it's just a human thing. It's it has nothing to do with just you're happy for another human yeah. being. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. You know, it's changing gears just for a second. So this whole email situation, remember when I gave my e- my new email address out, right? Yeah. What, 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 is, what, is, what is the result of that? It, it, it yielded 
over 200 emails, you know. Which, Were you hoping for more? No, I think that's good considering, you know, our fan base. And, and I, I guess we have more people, you know. Did you only give it out on our podcast? Yeah, that's it. Just here. I don't give it out anywhere else. I didn't post about it. Just on our podcast. That's all. Not like on a no light light post no. in downtown LA? No. Hey, I, if you're lonely, hit me up. Oliver Hudson to gmail.com. Not a bad idea. Well, we should do we yeah. should do billboards across the U.S. saying if you well if you're lonely, you know, and go go listen to Daddy Issues. Okay, um, but anyway, really great emails. I've been responding, but one of them was from the old school St. Louis Cardinals mascot. He was the mascot for the Cardinals when you started out and when you were in the booth, Fredbird in St. Louis. His name's Fred Bird. Is was his name Thane Thane Van Brusigan? I don't know. I can I can look right now. I forgot his name, but this is what he said. <laughs> he said he was. You know, I was like, "Well, that's crazy." Oh my god! Yeah. Well, he he is. If it's Thane, Thane's been there since I started, mm-hmm. and he's gone from the mascot. It's either Thane or Tim. Tim's been the mascot from day, almost since the day Thane left. Thane has been there. And has gone into the management uh, of Bush Stadium and/or the Cardinals, so he's done really well for himself. But oh, wow. as has Tim. But I that's that's hilarious. That yeah. it, you just don't know. You don't know if you throw that out there. I again. I mean, we get the craziest responses from people on this podcast that I just I don't know. I, I don't know. expect. And it's it just dropped out of the sky. And I, and I played golf with Mark DeRosa yesterday in Houston before I went and did game six. And he's a longtime Atlanta Brave player, good friend with John. And he's talking to me about the podcast. And I, I just don't – it's just odd when – I know. Something like that pops the bubble. You're like, what? Why, why are you listening to this podcast? No, I know. But they do. I know. I know. They well, do. I can't find – I can't find him, but I want to. I, eventually, I, I will at some point and let you know who the hell it is. Um, so, what did? What do you say? What What is the? What is the overarching response that you get on email from people you don't know? What What do they? Oh, it's want? all great stuff. I mean, it's all about sort of the honesty, you know, the candor, me talking about my medication issues, the daddy issues aspect of it. And the real that we provide when we talk about how we parent and what we sort of say to our children and how we interact with them. And I think p- most people are re- responding to, again, like I said, the candor of, of our discussion, you know? Um, you and I have never talked about, and maybe it didn't happen because we've never talked about it on or off the podcast about you being in Albuquerque. And weren't you going to meet with your dad? So that's a good question, and nothing happened. And, and this is sort of how it works. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if he came to Santa Fe. Um, he never called me and told me he was coming into town. I, But then again, on the flip side of it, I, I'm just as responsible because I never called him. Yes, but he's your fucking dad. I know, but I, I don't never, understand. I never, I never called don't him. Don't justify that. Yeah, I, but I didn't call him either to say, what's up? Are you in town? You know, um, 
But doesn't it blow you away that for all of your history, okay, well, even he didn't, if he didn't, then he owes you a text, if not a call, saying, hey, I know I said I was going to be in Santa Fe. I'm not going to make it there. When you get back to L.A., here's a day. Yeah. I'm free this day. But it's you, not like he's got that much shit no, going on. No, but you have to understand that, that, that that's okay. just not who he is. That's not what he's capable of doing that. for whatever reason. So I, I don't know. And, 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 and to, for me to take it personally at this point in my life would just be No, I want to take you it personally. You do, right. <laughs> you take it personally. I want to take it personally <laughs> because there has to be some <laughs> – has he never made it good on any promise that he's ke- that he's made with somebody about where he's going to be when and meeting? This is his son. Yeah. So at some point you have to be a person in the world going, "Hey, I said to that person, forget mm. that he that you're his son. Hey, I said to that person I'd be in such and such a yeah. place at such and yeah. such a time. Yeah. I'm not going to be there. Let's do it on this date. Okay. That's how people interact in the world. Yeah. I get that he's your dad. No, I get it. I get it. I, I get it. I, I just this is this is how he sort of operates right now, or he's he only has so much, or maybe he wasn't going to Santa Fe. I don't know. I maybe he was in Santa Fe and didn't call. Maybe he didn't even go to Santa Fe. Maybe he was just but saying, does that "Oh, I'm going to bother be- you." Is there any any ounce of you hmm. as you justify it and uh, through all of your? work that you've done on yourself and all the therapy yeah is there any part of you that's let down by that no zero not at all i i've got too much other shit going on you know i've dealt with my daddy issues um (laughs) i just said it i have not dealt with your daddy no you that's maybe that's the problem you need to get into therapy about my dad (laughs) um No, I'm going to start doing that. It's a good question. It's it's a valid question, and and I just don't hold him responsible for not following through right now, because whatever he's at in his life and whatever reasons that he has, then that's okay. And 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 I know that I'm the one who has to take the lead in this relationship, and, and um, you know he made effort to say that he was going to be here. And he never called. Maybe he never did come here. And at the same time, I never sort of made the the call either. And you want to be uh, to be totally honest, I didn't. I didn't know if I even wanted. You know, if he was here to sort of deal with it, I was tired. I was working, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, I just kind of want to chill. And it takes a lot of emotional capacity to to get it up and and do something like that and hang and drive to Santa Fe. So even part of me was like, oh man, I, I don't know, I'm too tired to do all this shit. And right, but someday, someday you're going to be at a funeral parlor. Yeah, and and you're going to go, hey, you know, we could have we could have hooked up. In Santa in Fe. Santa Fe. <laughs> we we could have always had Santa Fe. <laughs> oh my God! No, I know. Could it, it always could have been Santa Fe. Yeah, you can say da 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 da. Do you know the way? Miss you, Dad. You're my boy. You're my boy. I love you, Dad. You're my boy, Bill. Now you're right. I mean, there is a mortality sort of component to all of this, and. uh now I'm going to call him. I'm going to text him when we get off just to see what's up, see where he's at. Yeah, you're going to have to take this bull by the horns and I know. make it happen, I, know. I think. How were the boys for Halloween? Did they were you, were you Oh able, my god. Were you able to be think, there, by the way? No. No. 
No, that but hurts. they Michelle took them. They're three. They'll get over it. It hurts. Michelle, Michelle, <laughs> not, if you're me, you not meeting with your dad doesn't hurt you. I can honestly say me being here, not being here for Halloween does not hurt me. Uh, that hurt me. I, I couldn't stand it. And, you know, your boys are going to suffer, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I did take him to a party, uh, a Halloween party. This Halloween's become stupid. It, and just it, it's it, it just doesn't end. So it was like the weekend before. I took him to a thing, hay rides, costumes, dinner, mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Uh, then they had a trunk or treat. I went to that. Mm-hmm. I was exposed to COVID mm-hmm. at this thing uh, by uh, I'll just say an unnamed blues player who went on the COVID list, oh whose God. son is in is in my kids' class. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I felt like I put my time in and then it was just, okay, we're going to go to school trick or treat. Then we have, uh, our nanny's, uh, neighborhood for trick or treat. Mm -hmm. Michelle's taking them trick or treating. My sister took them trick or treating. Back when I was a little kid, you got a pillowcase. You did some stupid costume that I'm sure my mom put zero effort into. Oh, you're a football player. Great. Oh, you're a baseball player. Okay. Here's your joke. You know, what's honeymoon salad? Lettuce alone. And then you go out and you you do your dance. You go around the neighborhood twice and you call it a day. And and now it's this has become a production. It's stupid. No, I, I get it, but but you know, you were trick-or-treating in like the late 40s, so it was a little different then. Right. Yeah. Everybody had just gotten back from the war. <laughs> yeah. And and it was a different time a in different our country. Time. FDR had put the New Deal in place and we were all trying to get back on our feet again. We you know, the depression wasn't that far uh before that. Yeah. No, I know. The early 30s. I know. So, uh, I I know what you mean, but don't don't be so, you know, you're like the you're like the Scrooge of Halloween. I'm not. It just doesn't need to be two weeks. But it's not two weeks. Like, we don't do two weeks. I mean, we decorate. But, you know, maybe for the little kids. Okay. It's just... Anyway, it, forget it was about one it. thing after Did another. they have fun? Did They had a great time. They did. They got it. I have videos of them, you know, leaving houses mm-hmm. and, and very proud of them. Did they turn around? Thank you. Yeah. And then they came down and they... My sister took the boys to like a little festival here in St. Louis in an area called Kirkwood. And there was a guy making balloon animals and he's doing his shtick. Mm-hmm. And my <laughs> sister's like, you would not believe Wyatt. Like this guy's telling corny jokes that he's told as he's made balloon animals for the last 20 years. Yeah, And Wyatt, who's three, Julie goes, he's over laughing. Yeah. Like the guy's telling corny jokes and why it's like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Like he's a little Jason Bateman. Yeah. And, and he's like, he's like slapping his leg. And what there was some phrase the guy said. He's like, uh, magic. He said, it, it's Halloween magic. And, and why it went, <laughs> Halloween magic. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and and I guess he got in the car and his Julie's like, I just make him a sword. So they get two balloon swords and Wyatt's popped. 
Oh, and so there's a long line to yeah. go see this wizard of balloon artistry. Yeah. And and Julie's like, all right, well, we're going to have to go back in because Wyatt's throwing a fit that his, his red sword balloon popped. So he gets out of the car. They get out of the car. My sister gives him $20 to cut the entire line. My sister's cowering in the corner yeah, because she doesn't want to la- wait there for another yeah. hour and a half yeah. while he's making these balloons. So she's, Wyatt walks right up with the $20, puts it in his hand. He goes, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. This is what Wyatt says. I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> My balloon sword popped, and we're going to have to do it again. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. So he makes him a balloon sword, and he walks right out. Everybody's looking at him. and That's amazing. Yeah. If you're enjoying this episode of Daddy Issues, don't keep it to yourself. Please share the love and tell a friend about Daddy Issues and go subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We beg That's you. That's right. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss what's coming up right after the break. I had the antithesis of, you know, uh, that kind of a Halloween where my 14-year-old Wilder you know, it's no longer about dressing up in candy. It's about going to a party. So he went to a party and mm. uh, it started small at this kid's house. Mm-hmm. And then it started to get bigger and bigger. And then it got Were you o- in L.A. for this? Yeah, I was I know home. he was. I was you home, were home. Yeah. And then it got overrun and there was like 70 to 100 kids at this person's house. These 14, Four, 15 how old? year olds. 14, 15. And it was just nutty. And how's that possible? There was a girl throwing up that Wilder was taking care of because she drank. And then there was a bar, and there was you know, bop bop, not a bar, meaning like a bartender, but the parents had a bar. And and I was like, oh shit, this it's happening. You know, it's happening. And I said, did you drink anything? Just as long as you're telling me the truth and you're being smart. And not a dumbass. And he's like, Dad, no, I promise I'm not. And he goes, there were other people. You know, this one person was throwing up and I was taking care of her. And, you know, I'm like, fuck, man, at 14, 15 years old. But, I mean, come on. I, you're the most liberal friend I have on social issues. Me? You're pretty close. If you're not, I don't know who would be. Well, yeah. On social I mean, so, stuff. From a social standpoint, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm both. I'm strict and I'm free. You know what I mean? Okay, fine. That's that's what I'm going to lead into. Yeah. How in any way, shape, or form, as a parent, mm-hmm. can you allow a party to get overrun by 14 oh, okay. and 15 year olds yeah and well, then have alcohol there you wh- suck yeah Those no. parents should be arrested 100 and, and i'm with you there okay i'm 100 with you there what was going on you know what i mean and this you know particular couple i i don't know what their situation the ki- these is. kids can't drive no i they know. can't get overrun because you can't have that many people that live near you to walk to your house so you're bad parents. I don't care what you say. You're ba- you're a bad parent. Not you. These people that let 14 and 15-year-olds drink in the house and get let a party get overrun. Right. You stink. Right. Where were you? Where were you? Yeah. Where were you? Exactly. I mean, it, it started off as something just like a small gathering, and then it blew up, and then Wilder and a bunch of his friends were like kicking people out, and da 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 and that's what happened. But- I, I don't disagree. Like, that would never, ever, 
ever happen in my house. Not even close to happening in my house. But, you know, I didn't know that. Obviously, didn't know that that was going to be an issue. But then once it happens, I'm not upset. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not mad no, that Wilder no, no. went. I'm not mad that he had a sip of an IPA. It's or not whatever. on Wilder. This is, I'm, I'm just saying, if for no other reason in this world... These parents are liable for any kid that stumbles. If somebody's some kid is drinking enough that she's yeah. throwing up, yeah. Anytime they any one of those kids that walks out go gets goes and gets hit by a car. Oh, dude, is dude on I Halloween. Know. Oh, trust me, I get it. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, uh, that stuff drives me crazy. And. But so you're getting into the area where I was, you mm-hmm. know, my daughters are 25 and 22. Forget 14, 15. I, I, I don't believe that was going on. But soon after that, and then you're almost at the mercy of these other parents. And and yes, you put it, your faith it, and your trust in sort of maybe the parents, but also your kid and try, and making the right No choices, doubt. But you know, I, I, my daughters went on trips with families you know when they were 17 yeah. went went on a trip and, and then you know the parents let them drink mm-hmm. i'm like i don't know that you should be making that decision mm-hmm. for your kid to, for my kid to openly drink yeah. at the dinner table at 17 yeah you know well i remember the i remember the well i got first time i got drunk drunk was probably 13 or 14 and i just didn't know what i was doing and i was just with friends and i drank like a bottle of jack daniels because i had no idea how much even liquor to consume Mm. it was horrendous but then we went out with my parents we we were all on like a trip and i was 15 years old and we were in like France or something. And I thought that, okay, I'm of age. And we were at dinner and I'm drinking wine and ordering bottles of wine. And my mom is like, what the fuck? And Kurt's like, hey, Goldie, let him do it. Let him feel what this feels like. And I got so <laughs> hammered and it was God awful. I had to spend the entire day in my room and not participate and play with the family because I was dead. But he was like, let him make the mistake we're here he's safe let him make this mistake yeah okay different story though no for sure for sure but that yeah that's hilarious yeah and and i've seen those pictures of you as a kid i mean you get like the the body fat of a hummingbird you 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 probably (laughs) took you three sips you're like yeah oh yeah Kurt. Yeah, 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 Kurt, yeah. Let's talk about Escape from New York. Oh, I was I was sitting at the head of the table. I remember I'm like, who wants more wine? Like I'm ordering wine at 15. What you are such a piece of work. I know. You're, you're unbelievable. I was you and I were so opposite as children. I was sucking my thumb. Yeah, but now we're exactly the same. So we're so we're similar. so similar. Um, but no, I, it was it was an, it was a moment, you know, it was a moment for me as a parent to sort of get into Wilder's head a little bit and say, all right, what happened, you know? And he was actually the one who was kicking people out. He was helping this girl, you know, try to get her wits about her and sort of like make sure she was okay. So he was doing all the right things. Um, right. And I wasn't mad at him, you know what I mean? Like these are things that he's going to get into. And I, for me, it's just about honesty. And I tell him that. As long as you tell me the truth, you're good with me. If you tell me you're 14 and, and yeah, you had a beer or whatever – I'm not condoning that in any way, but I'm not I'm not mad at you. Like this is what you experiment with. Just as long as you tell me what is up, I 
could not agree with then, you more. Then you're good. You're good with me. I will not yell. I won't get angry. You know, and, and creating that, you know, creating that relationship and that trust with your kids is so important moving forward. You know, especially when they are go- start going to parties and, and there's drunk drivers and, and shit like that. You know, it's, this is when oh it gets God. scary. I will say this, what I noticed about my generation compared to my kids, and I was a normally aged dad when my kids were 16, 17, 18, the one message that I think has gotten through has been don't drink and drive. Yeah. I, I, I've re- compared to when I was a kid. Now, does it happen? Absolutely. But and and I'm talking about with with young people that mm-hmm. drink underage. I think they're actually because of Uber, because of you know the designated driver, whatever it is. That message mm-hmm. now they're obviously that's their exceptions to yeah. all this. Yeah, but I think compared to when I was 16, oh, 17, yeah. 18 oh, years yeah. old, nineteen years old, it, that has changed for the better. So much so that I I had a little bit. Uh, of uh, of a more restful sleep, not oh, much, because totally. I worry. But that that has gotten home somehow. Yeah, and they they didn't. I mean, when you were sixteen, they, they, they didn't even have seatbelts. They weren't even invented. No, I remember. I know you're being a dick and trying to be funny, <laughs> but I remember the Maxima I had that had the automatic oh, like, yeah. seatbelt that went up yeah. when you sat down yeah. in the car and you closed the door. Yeah. And and that was probably the first time that I every now I if I get in the back of a car, if I'm if I'm being driven, if I get in an Uber, mm-hmm. if I get and Michelle doesn't. I'm mm-hmm. like put your seatbelt on. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean the why? Cuz it's a magic car cuz right. you're in an Uber right. and there's no way <laughs> right. that this magic mobile can get into a car accident that's, and you go flying through the windshield. Put your seatbelt on. Are you so fucking kidding funny. me? That's such a great observation, Joe. It's true. It's like you get into an Uber and like you're in the back seat and you're like, "Oh, no, rolling yeah, a, around. It's a magic yeah. car. I don't need to put yeah. a seatbelt on." Look at this guy. There's no way he could ever <laughs> slam into somebody, t- get T-boned on the highway. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, put so a seatbelt on. So true. I I I that for the life of me. And and I've I've made that pledge with her recently. I I said, "I'm you and I travel all over the place. I can't do this without you. You can't do this without me. I, I am pledging to you because I do it anyway. Anytime I get into a car, anytime, I don't care where I'm sitting in it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I will put the seatbelt on. I don't care who's driving. I, put it on. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you get into a, 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 you know, a rented like car service guy. Well, okay. Mm-hmm. It, it's the guy's name's Bob mm-hmm. driving yeah. the car. Yeah. So put your seatbelt. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and you're right. I mean, I think that this generation, hopefully, there's going to be way less of the drinking and driving because of Uber, you know, because of these ride sharing companies, you know, because yeah. they can leave their fucking car wherever they are and then, you know, take a ride share back to their car. It's much easier. Before it was like I gotta get home. My car's in Hollywood. I, I gotta can't get leave home. My car here, yeah. You know, it's like, and fuck, I'm in St. How- Louis. It takes ten minutes to go anywhere. <laughs> right. Like you can't leave your car there. No, I know why. I know, I know. 
And yeah. it's just about instilling and ingraining these things into Wilder now because he's getting to that age where there are the misfits. You know, there are the kids who are really going hard with the alcohol and the drugs. And then there's the kids who are goody two shoes. You got it all, but it's happening now. And it's like, where do you fit in? Just be yourself. Don't be a fucking idiot. That's number one. Just don't be stupid. You know what I mean? Use that beautiful brain that you have. Yeah, you have, you know, it's called sense. Yeah, you've you got sense. a great sense. Use that shit and don't feel peer pressure. And if this feels wrong, listen to your sense. Yes. Listen to, the, there's something off about this, especially when you have girls, you know? And, and yeah. I, I'm not differentiating. No, but that's... Because every, but yeah. it's, you have to really be careful. And it's like, if your sense tells you, you know, Trudy is not far from, well, you're in New Mexico, but Trudy's in downtown LA, mm -hmm. you know, going to USC and living off campus. Mm -hmm. And and the stuff she's seen and friends that have had issues around her building, I'm like, you need to have every spidey sense going yeah. when you walk out of your door and have something in your hand and have the ability to give yourself a chance if something happens that that you can she took a self defense class greatest thing mm -hmm. recently mm -hmm. her mom made her take a self and her mom took the self defense class with her i i never been more proud mm -hmm. of my ex wife mm -hmm. and and trudy for actually doing that mm -hmm. and and going you know how you and just being loud and being cuz most times you know we're all most people are nice and mm -hmm. if somebody comes up to them and invades your space you almost default to like, oh hi, what are you? And you have to really stand your ground and mm -hmm. be loud. And and you know sometimes they'll just go to the next person. But mm -hmm. it's it's frightening, you know, having a little fragile twenty two year old living with three other girls in downtown LA. I, I don't. It's yeah. not for the faint of heart. No, I know. I know, but at the same time, you know, yes, they have to use their brains. Yes, you know, make the right choices. Don't be stupid. But there is a piece of mischief, mischievousness, mischievousness in, in everybody. I had that. We all had that. You know, it's like, I know Absolutely. this is the wrong decision, but uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because it looks kind of fun and, and, and I don't want to miss out, you know, um, and it's calculating risk. I guess, but I, yeah. I don't want, I, I, I want a kid who, who's going to take some risks, who's going to sort of push an edge a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. Not, not, not like a fucking moron, but someone who is going to sort of, you know, get out there and all right, let's, 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 let's see where the boundary is. I, I think that's important too. Am I, I, I uh, yeah, I do too. You know, I do too. I'm not, I'm not, none of this is said in a way that you expect your child to be unrealistic mm -hmm. and or, or unrealistically pure that's mm -hmm. not that i don't want to raise that kid yeah. that kid's not going to survive yeah it's it's finding where you fit but using your smarts and your good sense and yeah. what we've hopefully put into you that when you're not under our watchful eye you make the decision that i would want you to make yeah and and that's it yeah that's, that's all you can do don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break with more Daddy Issues. Well, we had, we had, a, uh, we had a super fun Halloween party. We, it was small. Um, and um, my parents hosted it. They threw it. 
but they we didn't tell anyone we didn't tell them what the theme was because the theme was everyone there was like 30 40 maybe no about 40 people there in total but the theme was is that you had to come as a Kurt Russell or Goldie Hawn character from one of their movies and and we didn't tell them so everyone strolled in as you know Reno Hightower you know from uh, you know from Kurt's movie like you know Big Trouble in Little China used cars and then my mom overboard and and private benjamin and and it was it was so what were fun. you I was my mom did a movie called Duchess in the Dirtwater Fox a long ass time ago with George Siegel and she played like this saloon girl, you know, with the with the garter and the and the thing the tight the corset and and uh, I got it to a T like perfectly to a T with the wig and the hair and everything else and I was her, I was my mom and it was awesome. Um, I've seen you go off at a Halloween party, yeah. your sister's party. Oh, yeah. This was like one of the first times I was actually around you socially other than golf. Yeah. When you showed up as the weightlifter with a bald oh, cap. Oh, with Mark. And, yeah. That was an amazing costume. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I, I was slapping something together, you know, like I was trick-or-treating in the 40s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, it and, was it and, was good, man. It was fun. It was crazy. It was a five thirty a.m. night, you know, one of those where everyone's drinking and smoking and talking, and it was it was a blast. It was really fun. What did did, did what did Aaron go as? Aaron was protocol. So on the cover, it's like the hat, and she's carrying a basketball and a baseball bat and a boombox, and she's got that little white outfit on with red Converse and those big eighties. She's super eighties. Yeah, it was it was great. It was so fun. Well, um, how many wild? How many wildcats? None. How many foul? How many foul plays? Zero wildcats. Zero foul plays. Oh my god! I would have crushed foul plays. I know a lot of overboards. You know what I mean? It was like a. It was yeah, a big course. overboard yeah. night. Well, she was like the heiress, like like the, yeah, and they they didn't the high dress society. Yes, they, she dressed. They dressed as like the rich character. You know. Yeah, that's um, too easy. Lot of couple. You went like you went. You went to the B side. I like B sides. Like, That's what I was. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah. How about how about uh, laughing? Any laughing? No, I, and I'm surprised. God, with the go go boots. I and know. The whole... Yeah. Ah, oh, I know. There was a lot that was missed. A lot that was missed. You know, there was a lot. I, a couple, I'm a snake pliskin. There was no snakes, sure. but there was two McCready's from the thing. And, yeah. and then uh, a couple Captain Rons, you know. But what, what about uh, Tequila Sunrise? Tequila Sunrise would have been a great one. Um, you know, uh, the strongest man in the world would have been a great one from when he was like a kid. <sighs> and then one of his, Yo, we have one of those Disney movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. He was I, in. Of course. And then one of his first jobs ever was on Gilligan's Island where he played Jungle Boy. And he just had like this leopard loincloth, which would have been amazing too. Yeah, but then somebody's got to really, you got to really commit to that. Yeah, that's Halloween though, man. It's all about commitment. Commitment. Yeah. But it was uh, fun. I got to go in five minutes. Yeah. And for the last five minutes, we have to have Margot chime in. I know this will break Josh's heart because Josh lives to live on this thing. I know. We didn't do our segment with Josh. The Josh juggernaut. We'll do it real quick. Then we'll get to Margot. Josh, random question. Random question. Yeah. Do you ever consider getting contacts instead of wearing those big-ass four-eyed spectacles? 
I have contacts. I normally wear them. Hey, this is hey. Big Josh's juggernaut. <laughs> juggernaut Josh coming in hot with contacts. All right. Thank you, Josh. Hey, Margo. Thank you, Josh. Margo, check in. I finally got to meet Margo. This is true. At a at a uh, at a uh, Arizona Cardinals game, she came with her friend, uh, and I heard you guys were talking about that as I was clicking onto the Zoom call. I've known her for twenty years. She's awesome. She's a single mom. She hasn't been out in forever, and she doesn't really drink, but she smokes. And so on the drive, I picked her up on the way there. I'm obviously driving, and she's like, "I'm going to take a weed gummy." I was like, "Okay." But like, keep it in check when we meet Joe. And she's like, of course I will. Of course I will. And I think she was fine. But I was just like, Nicole, shh, Nicole, he's working. He's working <laughs> the whole time. We totally overstayed our welcome in the box. But I couldn't drag her out of there. No, that was, yeah, no, that was all great. I felt bad that the you guys were pushed to the back because there's no way to see the game. So they were watching Troy and me watch the game and call it. Right. I thought it was a little much when Nicole ripped the headset off of yeah. Troy and started calling. That's cr- the that game. was crazy. I'm like, hey Troy, what about uh, what about that throw? Uh, <laughs> and I look over and it's, it's like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm a single mom. I don't get out much. I didn't really drink, but I smoke and I did a weed gummy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she did it the whole game. She kept being like, look at Joe. Look at how cute Joe is. Look at Troy's butt. Look at how cute Troy's butt is. Wait a yes. minute. Do, do, girls, do girls like really look at men's butts? Is that like a thing for real? I've had so many conversations about this since that game because for me, no. Like not a thing. I mean, not girls like man, like man ass are like, oh, he's got a great ass. I think it's, it's like a specific, like some girls do. I'd say most girls don't. It was hard to not notice Troy's. I mean, we're looking at you and Troy's backside the whole time. And you had on a jacket, but Troy didn't. And he's like leaned over like this. So it was hard to not notice. But she was very enamored with both of you. That's what these glasses are for. (laughs) That was a great cut back on my screen. Um, All right. One more question, Margo. And then we got to go. But what? Like, what physical feature do you like in a man then? Like, when you're looking at a man and judging a man, like, what are you like? I, that's, that's, I like that. Teeth. Teeth. Nice. I like nice teeth, nice, like, forearms. And, and not long nails. I can't do long nails. So te- Those are the weirdest three things <laughs> I've ever heard. Teeth and forearms. <laughs> Let me introduce you to a man named Jose Canseco. <laughs> Nobody had forearms like that. Yeah, forearms. His like teeth the are incredible. Stuff, his you know? teeth are incredible. <laughs> yep. And what was the other one? Fingernails? Yeah. Well, just like clean hand. You know, like sometimes guys have like long nails. Like, no. Yeah, no, that for, that freaks me out. Freaks but me I, out. yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, nice teeth and and good forearms. And- Oliver, you used to you used to have a coke nail, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's in now. A fuck, big ass pinky coke nail. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, but really long. Oh, yeah. Not like kind of long. No, it was comedically long. Really long. Yeah, I comedically even, long. I couldn't even do coke. I could pick up an entire kilo in, on the nail. <laughs> <laughs> just a big trough. It it's a just coke trough. <laughs> it was a party coke nail because you can have like six people in the trough. 
Right. It's like those those ski shots where you <laughs> yeah, tilt the whole totally. thing back. <laughs> yes. Or just scoop up a big hole, like this three foot line of coke, and I've got everyone like in a truck. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Let me be totally clear. That was Oliver talking. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. know, if you listen to this podcast, yeah, but but you know before that. we you go, I will state for the record, I have never even touched cocaine in my life. Never even come close to it. It's never been a thing for me. Or oh my god, any desire so scare the living whatsoever, shit out of me. ever, I, never, yeah. and I never will. Um, on that note, <laughs> and on the on the note, one other note. Thank you for saying parrot on the broadcast. Oh, that's right. Yes, I did it. That's right. I, so Josh is watching. I, I don't even know if you're watching at the time, but we got on a group chat during the game, and uh, I said something like, "Josh, are you actually watching this?" And Oliver said, "If if you are, Joe will say parrot yeah. for you." Well, how did you yeah. work that in? I didn't. I wasn't watching. Do you- I said, uh, I said, well, uh, John, I'm going to parrot what I said earlier. Uh, yeah. So and so is, you know, I don't even. <laughs> it was know brilliant. It was brilliant. It was an amazing moment for me. I, I just, I, I yeah, it was, uh, it was unreal. It's good to see you out of, uh, out of your shackles at Disneyland. I, it seemed like you, you texted us three straight days from Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot. We had visitors. We had uh, people visiting, so we were, you know, they people. We and we go to Disneyland all the friggin' time anyway, so. Oh, oh so this is like this is like Graceland or Graceland. He's like a. You just said he said Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> Whoa! I'm really tired. It's been a long three days. Disneyland. Those are for the people. Those are for the people with a season pass. Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Your uh, season passers are are the ones who are allowed to say Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. Hey, honey, let's go to Disneyland. <laughs> what do you want to do? Time for another trip to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland. It's like Russian. Like, want to go to Disneyland? I want blue jeans and a trip to Disneyland. <laughs> blue jeans. I want blue jeans and a trip to Disneyland. <laughs> I want. I want to ride the Matterhorn in my new blue, my new Levi's. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute. Splash Mountain get my Levi's wet? No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, that's a great way. That's a great way to end. Yeah. Um all right, Buckle. All right, Josh, Margo, Oliver K. Hudson. It's been real. God love you. Love you all. Love you love all. Love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. Listen to Daddy Issues on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy Issues is a production of Cavalry Audio and iHeartMedia, produced by Margot Carmichael. Sound engineering and editing by Josh Windish. Executive produced by Joe Bach, Oliver Hudson, Dana Brunetti, and Keegan Rosenberger. 